0: reading today hey. is Luke 2, 22-38. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves, Are two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, you, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, this child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer day and night. At that moment, she came And began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. The Word of God for the people of God.
1: God. Let's pray. Come, Holy God, as we too look skyward. And into our hearts and into the eyes of our neighbors for a word from you be present with us as we worship you this day amen Simeon Anna not disciples not heard of again in scripture but here here they are God receivers when they recognized the baby boy in the arms of mary and joseph brand new parents both anna and simeon received god in a new way both had been serving god through most of their lives but as happens with those of us of faith there are renewals and this was one of them i imagine they both kissed the baby boy Just as Amy sang for us on Christmas Eve, asking Mary, did you know that when you kiss that little baby, you are kissing the face of God? Now, Anna and Simeon knew that. Whether Mary and Joseph knew that yet, the time would come. Anna and Simeon got to meet God face to face and know it. They got to touch God as did the shepherds the magi from a foreign land and all who met jesus as he grew sometimes seeing the face of god does not come easily usually all you see is absolutely nothing no matter how long you try to see so, think back on Christmas Eve and the story of the shepherds staring into the ordinary night, the night they would see every single night at work, seeing nothing special until suddenly there was the absolute image of a surprise, an angel. And not just one, but then a multitude. I assume they blinked a lot. Not out of nowhere. But right there in the middle of their ordinary not at a distance not in a surprising Messiah song just ordinary and then there were the angels and here are Simeon and Anna at temple which is their daily life ordinary and who walks in the door but God we could take these two examples the shepherds the the magi the innkeeper uh, Simeon and Anna and say well these are the exceptions to the rule but I take the stance: these are the explanation of the rule your ordinary is exactly where God will show up for some the startling of God's presence is what they want I'm obviously I prefer ordinary I prefer the ordinary to just all of a sudden shimmer with the presence of, that was you, dear Lord? Faith seems to dawn, but more accurately, it has always been there. That which you have faith in, our Lord God, whom we cannot see, yet pray to and worship, is always there. The difference is, do we take? the eye to notice to take time to realize my soul has seen the salvation of my god and say yes now i'm going to keep doing my ordinary but yes i have seen the salvation of my god so faithful simeon faithful anna righteous now anna is the only prophetess named in the New Testament and she had been in the temple you do the math she was only married what seven years but she was 84 in this text in the Old Testament Deborah was a prophet Miriam was a prophet Helda was a prophet they told kings and nations what God wanted them to do or what they were going to face they had the authority to determine Law, action. I don't know how Anna did this. It's, her story is this short, these few sentences. But She saw God and proclaimed it. She's not the only prophetess because New Testament refers to others. So Acts chapter 2 says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your daughters and sons shall prophesy. And Philip, the disciple in Acts 21, is said not about himself, but he had four daughters with the gift of prophecy. That's all we've heard about them. So let's look at Anna spending her life in the temple, never losing hope to see the Messiah, to see the face of God. Never losing hope, in my opinion, means hope wavers. It has ups, it has downs, but the down never stops the hope. Anna lived in a temple with those occupiers, the Romans, surrounding the temple. The temple was always at risk. This was not a safe place to be, but she never lost hope. Simeon was not coincidentally in the temple that day, the day that Mary and Joseph presented their newborn child, Jesus, per law, God, it was not a coincidence because God does not do coincidences. Instead, this story of Simeon is the image of God's presence already there, dawning on his mind. Right there in front of him, right there in front of us simeon was not such a special man that he could be blessed to see the salvation of god at hand he was like everybody else ordinary a normal person who lived to do the work of god he lived each day with his eyes wide open for god's surprises full of hope for god's surprises now Probably he wanted those occupiers out of Jerusalem, but who didn't at the time, except for the Romans? Now his response is captured in the image of artist Ron D. Consini, I'm not sure I'm saying his name correctly, in his piece that he's titled, Simeon's Moment. His cry of joy to God is painted over a world map illustrating the effect of his praise and our praise over God's steadfast love, which has a worldwide effect. It leads to reforms. It leads to breaking of chains, loosening of bonds, freedom to be who God has created you to be. When was the last time when you sang or prayed that you Looked like this painting of Simeon. There's a challenge for you. Now, Simeon's prayer has become known as, uh, again, my Latin is rather horrible, nunc dimittis. The church picked Simeon's praise as a liturgical practice, usually in the evening or for compline prayer. The lines of Simeon's proclamations are from isaiah and psalm 97 because my eyes have seen the salvation all flesh shall see the salvation of god i have seen it everybody's going to see it may it become ordinary that part isn't in isaiah or the psalms these words have become the final prayer of the day reflecting upon how we have seen god at work this day so as you not off to sleep this evening may you ponder my eyes have seen the salvation of god as you pray for those who also need to see god's presence and peace in their life anna and simeon stand at the ready to notice and one of the reasons we come to worship on sunday is I know you want to sing with Jonathan and with Elliot, but it's also we're supposed to just take a moment to remember The holy that isn't just here. It's in our ordinary Then Simeon adds the one phrase we don't like to say He looks at Mary his hope is not thwarted when he looks at Mary and tells her the obvious There will be resistance the presence of god and you are going to really feel it here is god you're going to feel this mary but in this case we are all mary we feel the resistance to faith the resistance to god among us it would cause great pain to jesus obviously to his parents to his followers and that tension is still alive today as we look and try to name those who are resisting god and in the process miss god entirely because we are not the ones who determine who sees god i love to land to, to stay here in the joy of this moment but my joy in this moment was interrupted by gwendolyn brooks's the people of the book have you read it gwendolyn brooks the people of the book Oh, I challenge you I thought it was going to be really easy and then praise God Pat Irish said I doubt that will be easy keep going and I needed those words because I did not want to relive what I know throughout church history that resistance became violent on all sides so I took Friday, and I thought, you know what, I can't walk into Sunday's Joy with Simeon and Anna without finishing this book. So I just sat down. I took three hours. I finished it. The book is about an historic event, the saving of the Sarajevo Haqadah. And this happened in the early 90s when the bombing of Sarajevo began. This is a Jewish book. The Haggadah is the liturgy for the Seder meal. This one was, oh, let me do my math. How many centuries? Five centuries old? Gloriously illustrated. And a Muslim walked into the library where it was held and removed it because the library was being bombed and wanted to preserve it. And it was preserved. Gwendolyn Brooks, genius that she is, took that real history and developed a story of probability, not history, probability, around the people who created this particular book, hence the title, People of the Book, the illustrations, the text. And it celebrates the fact that the book is probably multi-ethnic, Muslim, Christian, Jewish, in composition. And these three dominant faiths celebrating God preserved a book of one faith. So there was a time, oh, I need to find my, this one, I'm not sure what language, I believe this is Spanish, when the Christians, the Jews, and the Muslims worked in a coexistence, uh, conviviencia. and it wasn't just one time, there were multiple times. And this is what Brooks highlights the times of coexistence between the three, these three dominant forms of worshiping God, and the times when these three attacked each other. And each one took a lead. There is no one that led more than the other. A coexistence. Historical periods of where respectful peace among diversity was acknowledged, and held exist. And this is what Brooks wanted to show. And then they break. The question is, when that peace breaks, are you the aggressor? Are you the victim? Are you the one that will hope when, for the time when differences will once again coexist? Now I know I want things my way. Pretty sure that's true. Just try to come and change my dinner menu when I'm the cook. I want things my way. But you know what? Somebody else might want something their way, and that happens. Can we still hold to our way while respecting their way? Gwendolyn Brooks. She has this marvelous line that I want. Oh, yes. She has one of her characters say over this Sarajevo, as a person replies from what you've told me the book has survived the same human disaster over and over and over again you have a society where people tolerate now I don't like that word what she wrote it people tolerate difference and everything is humming along creative prosperous then somehow these words I do like for this situation somehow that fear, that hate, that need to demonize the other arises. It just sort of rears up and smashes the whole society. Inquisition, Nazis, extremists, same old, same old. It seems to me the book, The Sacred Chachadah, at this point bears witness to all of that and survives end quote In my opinion this is what Simeon and Anna saw as they greeted Jesus and then Simeon's line to Mary excitement caution can we be inclusive in seeing god if somebody else would see god differently can we be inclusive in accepting those who do not think like we do or think that we are correct that's a hard line so I will leave you with the poem prayer that Kelly said to you earlier with that first line blessed are you who will turn your face up to the sky who open your arms to feel the wind and who notice all the things we should notice Blessed are you who are fluent in wonder and familiar with awe. Amen.